You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 255, Where Do I Start in Writing My Book? Um, Last week, we started this two-part series uh, on getting started writing your book. We mentioned the fact that over 80% of Americans, uh, depending on which uh, poll you read, have considered writing a book or have expressed an interest in writing a book or want to write a book or plan on writing a book, but really have no idea where to start. And as we've mentioned before, it's never been easier to write your book, to publish your book. Now, whether or not you sell it, that's a different matter. But I can at least get you started on writing and publishing. So I'm giving you 10 uh, keys, 10 10 tips, um, ideas, um, 10 thoughts to kind of get you pointed in the right direction. I gave you five last week. I'll give you the next five today. But I will recap and just mention the ones that we briefly uh, that we talked about last week. First of all, number one, what are you writing? Fiction, nonfiction, or memoirs? Um, this really, uh, narrowing it down because, you know, I've talked to people saying, you know, what do, what do you want to write? And, 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 and amazingly, they say, well, I, I don't really know. Well, narrow it down. Do you have a story to tell? Or are you going to write a novel? Um, do you have something you want to teach? You, is it going to be nonfiction? Is it going to be the story of something in your life that you overcame? Uh, maybe some type of memoirs type book. So narrow it down. Number two, who is your audience? Who are you writing to? As we said, you don't, you're not writing to everybody. There is a, should be a specific audience that you're writing to. Think of one or two people that you know would really, really enjoy what you're going to be putting out there. Number three, how many similar books to what you want to write have you read? Um, we're going to talk about doing research in a minute, but um, really, how, how can you possibly consider writing a book about something that you've never really read about. Um, You should really uh, immerse yourself in this subject, read a number of things um, to to get you ready to actually write about it. Uh, Number four, if it's fiction, um, and really even if it's nonfiction, write a one or two page synopsis of your story. But if you're writing a novel, you need to be able to, um, in a page or two, give me a synopsis of what that story is and, uh, you know, the basic outline of that story, where you're going with it, who the main characters are, what their adversity they're going to be dealing with, etc. And then number five, we recommended, if, you, if again, if you're writing a novel, putting a character list together. Um, this is actually a huge help um, by, by having a list of characters. And, of course, it doesn't have to be complete when you start. You might add some more later. But um, really, I find that um, getting this going ahead of time makes it much easier than to be in the middle of, 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 of writing an exciting um, part of the narrative and then to have to go and create a character and think about that character and create their backstory. Go ahead and have most of your main characters written out. And again, if you have to add somebody later, that's fine. But have, have most of your main characters already 
on a list with some of their backstory. You'll, you'll thank me for it later. It makes it so much easier. All right, so today um, we're going to pick up with number six. And um, the question is, what kind of research do you need to do to write your book? Uh, we mentioned before reading other books in the genre. Um, if you're writing a book, uh, some type of romance book, um, you know, how many romance books have you read that are similar to yours? If it's a, um, a Christian fiction novel about the end times, uh, how many of those have you read? So it's good to kind of see what's out there on the market similar to what you want to read. If you're, you're going to write a nonfiction book on raising dogs and training dogs, training puppies, awesome. What else is out there? What have you read? Um, doing your research, finding out what other books are available on the market. But also, when we talk about research, what do you need to learn about the subject? Because it's one thing to, to, to say, well, I already know about the subject, but the reality is um, getting a better understanding on how to teach that subject, on how to present that subject, is really going to come when we kind of see what else is on the market. Because you'll see how other people are already writing about that particular topic, and um, it's going to help you organize your thoughts. Um, doing this research ahead of time is very, very important. Now, I find that I'll do research on the front end, but then there are points during whatever it is that I'm writing that, I, that I'll you know, have to kind of stop and do some more research. That's fine, but at least do enough research to get started. Um, what, what questions do you want to answer? What questions do you need to have answers to before you start writing? Do your research. And a good question, another good question, kind of a follow-up to that is, where are you going to do your research? Um, you know, the Internet's great, but I would not recommend that that be the only place that you do research. Um, I, you know, for my, some of my nonfiction books, I've actually spent time um, in a seminary library uh, pulling journals, books, um, you know, articles, looking in different places, trying to think outside the box. Um, just looking on the Internet's fine. I mean, that's, it's better than nothing. But I would uh, not let that be the only way that you get, you, get, you get your information. So do your research. Number seven, uh, what about putting an outline together? Have you outlined your book? Now, for nonfiction, I recommend putting a, a really good outline together. The points of your outline actually become your chapters. So if you were to look at my, my nonfiction books, or at least most of them, um, what you would find is the, the outline that I wrote were ended up, the points of that outline became the chapters for the book. And then whatever subsections in that chapter were the subpoints on my outline. And I find that when I have a good outline, it's very, very easy to write. The book, I won't say it writes itself, but it's so much easier when you've got a good outline. Now for nonfiction, this is an interesting idea because everybody uh, writes fiction and, and novels, tells stories in a different way. I, I don't outline as thoroughly when I'm writing novels. When I'm writing a, a nonfiction book, when I'm wanting to teach something, I'm going to give a very um, or a more detailed outline. But for a novel, um, I, you know, I'll typically put a synopsis together, and I'll have an idea of where I want to start and where I want to end up, 
and I'll have some ideas for what I want to see in the middle, but really it kind of flows as the imagination gets working. And you talk to a lot of other novelists and they'll tell you the same thing. They know where they want to start, they know where they want to end, but how they get there, well, that's going to work itself out in the writing. Other people would tell you that when it comes to tell a story, when it comes time to tell a story to write their novel, that they're very detailed, and they will write a very thorough and detailed novel, um, similar to what I mentioned with nonfiction. Their points will become their chapters, and, um, and that's the way they write. So everybody's going to do that a little bit differently. What I find most people will tell you when it comes to, to, to nonfiction, um, an outline's absolutely essential. For fiction, for novels, um, it's going to be really up to the writer and how, what their writing style is for telling the story. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I I wanted to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book. We're talking about fiction by my first novel, When the Future Ended. This is the, the first volume of the Zombie Terror War series. Now, I want you to imagine, you know, we talk about the war on terror. You know, we've been dealing with terrorists um, really on a large scale since September 11th, 2001, when we were attacked um, when New York was attacked, as well as the as Washington D.C. and the Pentagon, but we know that there there's this war on terror. But you know, in in these novels, what I've done is I've tried to take that to another level. Imagine if the terrorists were able to develop a biological weapon that killed you and then brought you back as a flesh-eating monster, a zombie. I mean, you know, if you like The Walking Dead. By all means, check these out. If you don't like The Walking Dead, check it out anyway, because I guarantee you, you are going to love these novels. Uh, when the Future Ended is the the, the, the volume that started it all. Um, you meet the characters. You find out about the, uh, the, the, the terrorists. You find out about the biological threat that they're going to try and introduce into America. And how are we going to deal with it? Um, and if you get into that one, I know you'll want to read the next five as well. Read the whole series. But there'll be a link in the show notes. Go to, go to Amazon, click on the link. You can read the first chapter or so for free and get an idea if this is something that you might enjoy. But it's fast-paced, um, action-packed, a uh, thriller. There's definitely a lot of action, but there's, uh, but there's also that, that element of romance in it that, uh, that I think you'll really enjoy. Um, one of the things people constantly tell me is how much they enjoy the characters. So, by all means, check it out. I know you'll love it. Well, all right. So, jumping back in, we're, we're in part two of where do I start writing a book. Um, and now we're going to jump on to number eight. We're going to move on to number eight, tips to help you get started. And this is another question. What about writing memoirs. What do you need to do to write your memoirs? Now here's a, th- this is an interesting thing because sometimes we think that because of something we've been through or because we've lived an interesting life that, you know, everybody's going to want to read about it. And, 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 and for sure, people like to read about people. Um, and especially if you've been through some adversity, if there's something that you've overcome, if you've had an interesting career or an interesting profession, yes, it's very, very likely that people are going to want to read about it. Now, 
Are these same people going to care about, you know, you know, 100 pages about your childhood? If it contributes to the story, maybe. I don't know. Um, when I wrote both of my Street Cop books, Street Cop 1 and then Street Cop 2 Reloaded, these are true stories about my law enforcement career. And I wasn't concerned so much about telling people about my, my childhood or my growing up or my education or stuff like that. Uh, what I wanted to do in these two books was just give stories from my law enforcement career. And that's what I do in both books. Um, you may not approach it that way, but it's good to kind of really step back and be objective about what you want to tell. What's the story you want to tell about your memoirs? What, what, what do you want people to gain from it? How do you want them to be inspired? How do you want them to be encouraged? What do you want to teach them about what you went through, or about your career, or about interesting things that you've you you've gone through in your life? Um, you know, some people have, have written books because maybe when they were children, they're they they grew up as missionary kids in another country. Um, well, that's fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating because you're dealing with a cultural aspect. But how are you going to tell that? Usually you're going to tell it through a series of snapshots, through a series of stories, through highlighting certain differences. Um, you know, if you uh, are a cancer survivor, well, that's that's amazing. People want to hear those kind of stories, but how are you going to tell the story? And telling the story in a compelling way is going to ensure that people want, not only want to read your story, but they're going to share it with their friends as well. And so what I recommend doing is reading similar uh, memoirs to what you want to read or to what you want to write. Um, you know, if, if, if you overcame, you know, some serious health issue, um, by all means, read several others and see how those people told the story. Because... Uh, people love to read about people, but I can't tell you how many times I've started someone's memoirs and maybe got a chapter or two in and just couldn't continue because it was poorly written or it was too slow or they thought that I really cared about you know their time as a, as a toddler. Um, you know, let's get to the point. Let's get to the point. Um, so anyway, if we're gonna if we're gonna do it, let's let's take a step back, maybe get some input from people, and um, you know talk to some people about you know what might be interesting. But listen, people love to read about other people. People love to read about uh, people dealing with adversity and overcoming that adversity, or maybe you know you had some type of interesting career. Like I say, I wrote too about my law enforcement experience. Some of the top sellers are uh, people from the military who have come back from tours of duty in the Middle East or just had a fascinating career in the military. Uh, I recently read one about uh, a guy who came back from the military. He really didn't have a whole lot of combat. There was a little bit, but he just had some great stories to tell about his time in the military. And it was well written. It was fun. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. So definitely, um, you know, think about writing your memoirs, depending on, you know, what your background is. But, uh, you know, let's uh, maybe get some feedback and, and think about the best way to put it together. So that's number eight. Number nine, if you're going to write your memoirs, if you're going to write your story, who do you need to talk to to refresh your memory? Let me give you an example. When I started writing my street cop books, 
some of these stories were, by this point, 20-plus years old. 20-plus years old, I was writing stories about things that I had gone through 20-plus years earlier. So who do you need to talk to to refresh your memory? Maybe there's some documents you could use. Maybe there's some photos or some newspaper articles. In my case, I actually talked to some of the other officers who had been involved with me in some of those cases or some of the stories that I related. I went back and pulled files and read some of these old police reports that were over 20 years or more older. I pulled some photos that had been taken of crime scenes and and other um, interesting aspects, and then even some newspaper articles. And what I found is my memory was pretty good. You know, it's interesting that we think, well, that was 20 years ago. But, you know, if you went through something uh, exciting or traumatic or life-changing, those events are seared in your memory, but it's still good to refresh your memory with documents, by talking to people, looking at pictures, etc. Because what I found was there were a few little things that I didn't have right. You know, nothing major. I had the basic incident down, but there would be a little few little things that were off. Or someone would say, oh yeah, yeah, you remember this person. They were involved too. Well, no, I'd forgotten that they were there. And so, um, you know, little things like that, it's worth checking into if you're going to write your memoirs or something like that. Um, who can you talk to and how can you refresh your memory. Very, very important. And this is where maybe the internet comes in. This may be where um, going back and looking at those old photo albums or if you've got records, anything like that, um, see what you can find that will, will help you refresh your memory. And then the last one, number 10, is who is on your team? And what I mean by your team is... Um, I mean, you can write and you can do everything by yourself, but it's better when you've got a team of people who can help you. Um, maybe an editor, maybe some beta readers who are willing to, to read your, your first or second or third draft after you've, you've touched it up a bit and willing to give some feedback. Who's going to design your cover for you? Who's going to help you do the formatting? Now, this sounds overwhelming and it sounds expensive, but it really doesn't have to be. Um, as of yet, I have, I've never paid anybody to do editing for me. At some point I'd like to, but I have people who do, who do it and do it very well for me at this point for free because they enjoy, um, being a part of the process. Uh, beta readers. I've found people that, um, you know, friends, coworkers, whatever, that, you know, they may very well be willing to be a part of your team. If you say, listen, I'm putting a book together, um, about this and I think you might be interested in it, would you consider reading it and giving me your feedback? And a lot of people love to be a part of that process. I've done that. I've had people, you know, be a part of my process, give me some feedback and even things that I incorporated um, into some of the novels that I've written. So definitely check that out. Cover design. I initially, for my novels, designed all the covers myself. But after a few months, I wasn't really happy with them, and I went on to Fiverr, which is a great website for finding graphic artists and others at very good prices. So I was able to redo the covers um, professionally for, I don't know, 15, 16 bucks a piece. So, um, you know, you can get that done. Formatting. Um, 
you know, some people want to pay people to do formatting. I've done it both ways. I've paid to have formatting done. Uh, it comes out to, depending on how you do it and who you use, maybe a dollar a page. Um, or you can do it yourself. But if you're going to do it yourself, it's just got to look good. That's the thing. So, you know, there's people in your world that are probably more than willing to help you. And, um, you know, heck, for that matter, I would too. We, we'll work out something. I'm not going to rip you off, but I, I could help you um, get, point you in the right direction. And, um, you know, for, for, for a reasonable price, we could, we could work something out. So, by all means, let me do a quick recap. Number one, what are you writing? Are you writing fiction, nonfiction, or your memoirs? Number two, who's your audience? Number three, how many similar books to what you want to write have you read? Uh, number four, um, write a synopsis. Write a synopsis for your story, for your nonfiction book, for your memoirs. What are you wanting to tell? A one, one or two page synopsis will really help you. And later on, when you're putting together your, your the blurb for the, the back of your book or something for Amazon, you can pull from there. It'll really help you. Um, if you're writing fiction, put together a character list. Number six, what kind of research do you need to do? We always have to do some research. Um, no matter how smart we are, no matter how much we know, it's always good to do some research. Um, for nonfiction especially, put an outline together. If you're an outline writer for your novels, that's great. Um, for your memoirs, that's a, that's a different thing, um, how you organize that material. But either way, an outline will help you write the book, I promise. Um, writing your memoirs. We talked about that. Number nine, wh wh what do you need to do to refresh your memories? There are people you can talk to, documents you can, you know, review. Uh, and then number 10, who's on your team? Your editor, your beta readers, cover design, formatting. Um, those things are all very, very important. Um, but listen, this is just something to give you an idea of where to start. Um, we'll maybe come back in, in, a, in a few episodes and talk a little bit about actually publishing a book. We're just talking about writing it today, um, but, uh, but actually getting published. Uh, why not? Why not? It's never been easier to get it done, and you know people talk about wanting to do it. Well, why not? What a great accomplishment. Um, you know, I was talking to some new authors recently, and you know, there's just such a, a satisfying feeling with knowing that you have done the hard work, you've put it together, and now it's out there for everybody to buy and enjoy. So, by all means, check it out. And go to davidspell.com. While you're there, sign up to get my free newsletter. But at the top of the page, you can click on books and see all the books that I've written. Of course, each, each click will take you to Amazon. You can read a little bit of it, check it out yourself. It'll kind of give you an idea of some of the stuff I've done. So, check it out. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. We'll see you next week on Leading and Learning.